0: Hello and welcome to We Ship It Season 2, the Hercules episode.
1: Yay! Today we're going to discuss Hercules and Meg. Zero to hero, Herc. Go! And we have a guest watcher. Do we ship it? Listen to find out.
0: Hi everyone, I'm Devin
1: and I'm Steph
0: and welcome to the we ship it podcast the podcast where Steph and I talk about being shippers and not so shippers of classic relationships from literary movies TV and etc.
1: Mm hmm. And today we are continuing with our Disney theme because season two is all about Disney and animation. Um, And we're going to be talking about Hercules and Meg from Hercules, which I'm super excited about because I just can't get the music out of my head ever. It's pretty much just playing forever in my head. Um, but I also really loved Meg as a child. I don't know what it was about her, but I just loved that sass. Uh don't know why, but I'm excited to analyze her today with our fun guest watcher and Devin, of course. Um, <laughs> and not only that, but on to you, Devin.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, today we have the guest watcher with us, Liam Mulligan. Hi, Liam. Thanks for being on the show. Hi, it's great to be here. Excited. We're excited. So Liam, the man, the myth, the legendary, hero himself, is joining us today. He's the musical whiz who truly knows how to go the distance. His (laughs) love for all things Disney is astounding, which is why we have him here today with us. He recently wrote a paper when sending in a comment for The (laughs) Princess and the Frog. Which was amazing, by the way. (laughs) He is really amazing. So I'm really looking forward to what he has to share with us today for Hercules. I feel like I've known him forever. He's a musical magician and knows all things about the classics, (laughs) Broadway and beyond. He has a special place in my heart, Liam. Oh. Welcome to the We Shift show,
1: Liam. David, oh. that was so cute. <laughs> it?
0: Oh my gosh! Oh, I'm collapse. getting ulterior. Ah, claps
1: for Liam here. Okay, so before we hop into our questions, we got to do our traditional. You know Spoiler Steph alert. Yes Well first the spoiler alert And then the Steph version Of the summary Which is usually Just like a horrible summary But <laughs> we've got to give you Our short summary Of Hercules first mm-hmm. So spoiler alert If you haven't watched it Go watch it I don't know why you haven't um, But Onward with our summary When we first meet Hercules He is the baby of Zeus and Hera They're all together In what Olymp- Olympus Is that Mount what Mount Olympus the There baby. you go um, the jealous brother of Zeus, Hades, you know, king of the underworld, that guy. Um, he gets angry at Zeus and makes Hercules immortal. He's kind of a jealous dude. Or so he thinks when he sends his two little guys pain and panic out. Um, he tells them he needs to drink this whole thing and he'll become uh, mortal. But they leave one drop in the bottle and so they don't kill him. He just ends up a human being that's super strong. Um which is, you know, great for him, I guess. Um, he's left behind on Earth to die when a human family finds him and adopts him, which props to them. They're so cute. Yes, um, yeah, he grows up thinking he's human and also kind of a klutz because he's so inhumanly strong. One day he travels to the temple of Zeus to try and figure out what's up with his life, and he learns that he's Zeus's son. So he seeks Phil, which Danny DeVito, gotta love <laughs> him. Uh, he seeks this little goat, guy centaur I don't really know what he is exactly but he trains him what is he a satyr, right? Yeah, I think it's a satyr. Yep. Oh, my goodness. Amazing. Okay, well, I definitely didn't include that in my summary, but a seder. <laughs> um, And he becomes sort of famous with Phil's help, fighting off villains and training with Phil. And he meets Meg when she's trying to, was it when she was trying to trick him into fighting the dude that he meets her? I don't remember, but she tries to trick him into fighting this guy. So he'll die because Hades. she's the slave of Hades. But Hercules doesn't know that part at first. They fall in love and eventually Hades kidnaps Meg because she refuses to help him willingly and Hercules, Hercules, oh my gosh, Hercules (laughs) saves her and saves the town and earns his place as a god again and he chooses to stay on earth as a mortal with Meg instead of retaining his god status, which is such a sweet moment. So that's kind of how the story ends. Let's see what we think. So, Let's do it. how are Meg and Hercules not your normal Disney royalty? Now, who wants to take a crack at this one?
0: Liam, go ahead and start us <laughs> off.
2: I have to say, I love Meg. Yes. Uh, me too. To like the, the Disney princesses, I love Belle and I love Meg. They're offbeat with the rest of society. They're like these really strong feminist characters mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, you're some manly dude, but I really don't care. I'm gonna do my own thing, and it's for that that I just always had such a strong admiration for her. Um, and even in the most recent uh, production at the Public Theater with new music by Alan Menken, they give her this so rockin' song called "Forget About It," where it's basically Hercules hitting on her, and she's like, "What's up with the dudes? They just you know punch <laughs> and stuff, you know? Forget <laughs> I about that. Need you know to what look I mean? they are like, this. you know, go girl. Oh, it's amazing. I, I'm waiting for the soundtrack." Um, But also, like, Hercules as a character paired with that is he's so innocent. You know, all he wants is he recognizes that he's this loner and he has all these special powers. He has no idea what to do with yeah. it. He just wants to belong somewhere. And I think that's such, like, in on a generic, like, point, um, this, like, literary concept of just being in isolation, wanting to figure out why you exist, I think resonates with so many people. And he's an everyman.
1: Think- he is...
2: Yeah. And I think Go the Distance speaks to so many people, including me. Um, you know, there's some some part of that that I think makes me feel human and makes me feel like I can, if I work hard enough, find where I belong. And I think because his you know, motivations are so simple, it's so easy to fall into the trap of just wanting to root for him and wanting to root for him because we see ourselves in him. So I oh. think having these two characters that are just so poetically beautiful paired together, I think makes such an interesting, you know,
1: riff you know that's beautiful yeah I definitely agree
0: Meg's sass and Hercules humbleness kind of like just make them a perfect couple um what I think is unusual about these two is just that they are deities of Greek myths. This is the first time that Disney has tried to conquer something that's not a fairy tale or a, f- or a folk tale. We, yeah. we have this myth of Greek myths, and they're actually more of the on the Roman side, because Hercules is a Roman god, but that's besides the point. And Meg is also a combination of three or four of Hercules' wives, but again, Woo! regardless, you get the gist. <laughs> um, sure. I, think th- <laughs> I think that's really unusual. What's really unusual with these two is... least to my knowledge is this is one of the first disney movies where the guy is the one that falls head over heels before the girl Mm -hmm. um we've seen in the past with like snow white and um cinderella and um sleeping beauty we have i think it's more of the girl that we get the perspective of more of so we see how she falls head over heels for the guy but here we see how the guy is the one that really just gets goo goo eyes with yep. a girl. so it's interesting that we get a guy's perspective on love.
1: I love. I won't say I'm in love. oh it's that my favorite
0: song. But
1: you're right. It's, she's like she's. I've been burned before, and he's like this innocent, like loving guy that just falls in love with Meg, and she's like, mm-hmm. No, I've seen too much of men to like be with this guy, and then they <laughs> end it together. I love I know. But sorry, I won't add any more commentary there. That's don't all right. I
0: mean. We love it. All right, next question is Hercules's admiration for Meg healthy?
2: Honestly, throughout like the very beginnings of the movie, you don't see him with girls too much. Um, and I don't. This is going to be a really dated reference, but Pirates of Penzance, um, the main lead guy, he's lived on a pirate ship his whole life. So when he comes to land, he has like no idea what pretty girls are. yeah. And so, like, that's a whole character <laughs> thing. And for Hercules, it's kind of like, oh, this is someone my age, you yeah. know? And I think he's just so, it's like a first crush, you know? Yeah, and I for think sure. I can speak to that. It's like, whoever the first crush is, it's like, you still have like a, a slight bit of respect even like 20 years later, yeah. just because it's like, oh, you know, like that was just so wholesome. Yeah. Like You understood <laughs> a little bit, you know, what, you know, what like that butterfly feeling is. And I think that's exactly what he has.
1: I agree. But okay, I won't say that it's unhealthy, the two of them. I won't come out right and say this is an unhealthy infatuation, even though you are right. This is like the first woman he lays his eyes on and then Mm -hmm. he's like, wow. Um, But I think it's interesting because he could have any woman out there. They all kind of fall at his feet at one point and he still chooses Meg. Meg. Which, to me, it could be a little bit of that. He chooses the one who needs saving. So it's a bit of that saving complex that you get with, like, a ooh, like, I'm a strong hero, and I'm going to save this damsel, or whatever. But I honestly think, you know... All in all, he makes some really brave and courageous decisions that really help him grow as a person as well. And I don't see him, you know, falling into the trap of just sort of becoming obsessed with Meg and losing his entire, like, character, char- all his characteristics, really. I think it's not an unhealthy relationship. At times it might be, but in the end, when he chooses Meg, I think it's for true love. Um, yeah, so that's, that's really all I had to say there.
2: I feel like he's also kind of justified um, when he picks her over Olympus. Yep. Just because she's so she represents so much of like that unattainable love mm-hmm. to him. Mm-hmm. You know, he she is just as much of a quest as getting to Mount Olympus. Yes. Oh my god. Um, just for yes. how much she like pushes him off. Yes. And how determined <laughs> he is to kind of prove himself <laughs> to her. That I think, in a way, it you could see you know the symmetry of that. Yeah. You know, because I think all of his like. His generic, you know, quest for finding his place doesn't necessarily specify Mount Olympus unless he, you know, says it once or twice. It's more the idea of finding where he belongs. So, Mm -hmm. when we finally get that, you know, like, I'm good. I found where I belong. It's because the unattainable goal was her. Right. And that's really beautiful.
1: Right, no, that's awesome. I love that perspective too. Because you do, you see him trying to reach the unattainable goal of Olympus and her at the same time. And when he kind of achieves both and he has to make that final decision, that's like his last quest. It's like, okay, well, are you going to choose? But it's kind of sad because he does have to like... Go against choosing his family, like choosing Olympus, could be seen as like the final godlike status, but it can also be seen as like his family. But I guess like they don't leave mm-hmm. him, whether or not he's up there. Like he still has communication with his dad. It's just kind of a sad thing for me. Right. But um. Okay. Moving on. Next question. Mm-hmm. Oh, do you have another thing?
2: I always thought at the end because they show a clip of his Earth parents, like the ones who raised him. Yeah. I always assumed he went home to them. He probably Because they're did. the ones they're the ones who raised him for like the first 18, 19 years. Right. Yeah. Oh no. First 18 years because yeah. it's on his 18th birthday that the planets aligned. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think that's, you know, also poetic because I think that speaks to like adoptive parents. Yeah. You know, like sure they're not the birth parents, but they're still the ones who raised him to who he was and showed him love. Yes. It even says like, you're the closest things to parents I ever had. And I yeah. think that's also a nice little like, subtle happy ending that most people don't even notice.
0: They mm-hmm. don't get
1: enough of a shout out too. like, I love that they found him and they were just uh, like, we're going to take him in. They're like,
0: both just so loving and caring. The, the, the brief moments that we have of them are just like meaningful. They stick with you. So that's they really cool. They
1: really are. Okay. Moving on because we could talk about all this forever. <laughs> um, does Meg have a right to have such a negative outlook on people?
0: I mean, she kind of does. Um, when I watch Hercules, you really connect with Meg. I personally connect with Meg. Um, you feel for what she's been through in the betrayal of her past love. She says everyone is dishonest and they're hurtful pigs. And um, she sets herself apart from everyone else so that she doesn't get hurt. She even ha- says that it's better for her to be alone because then no one else can be close enough to hurt you. So I, I think she is really just like destroyed from the world she's fed right. up she's not having it and she just doesn't trust anyone she loses that respect for people
1: yeah
2: well that's the whole like weird part about their relationship where she has this emotional baggage mm-hmm. which i think um hercules i think at the end of the ending because sondheim once said that the ending uh, whether it's happy or sad is really depends on when you end it because there's inevitably going to be more story after that. Correct. You know, um, it's just a story is just a space of time for certain characters and how they meet. So I think uh, that will play into things because I think there's still a lot of resolution that she needs. You know, like how we see her aunt. you know, she still has a lot of healing to do, mm-hmm. I think. Um, and part of that is because she's imprisoned. It's not like there's a bad breakup where she got left. She sacrificed everything for someone Mm -hmm. Who just completely forgot about her. Yep. Um, And because she had to live every day with that, you know, consequence and the weight of that consequence of trying to trust someone that ultimately let her down makes it so much harder for her to, you know, trust Hercules. Right. Um, That I honestly feel a lot of compassion for just because that's such a a niche, you know, situation to be in. But also the fact that she has to live with it constantly as a reminder, you know, Mm -hmm. and her relationship with Hercules in the beginning is affected by the decisions she made with another guy, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. That's powerful. Oh, my gosh. All right. For sure. Devin, take us to our next question. Moving (laughs)
0: forward. Do you have compassion for me because of her past And the situation that she's in. And this kind of leads in from our last question as well. So do you have compassion for Meg?
1: I do. And kind of like Liam was saying, it's kind of, it's like an ironic thing because the reason that she ended up being enslaved by Hades, it's by a guy that she trusted too much. And then, she trusts this other guy and he's the reason that she kind of gets out of that. And I have so much compassion for her because you see such a strong willed Meg now because of what she's been through. But at the time she was naive. um, And that's what makes her into who she is today. One naive mistake that impacted her for the rest of her life until she met Hercules and was able to move on from all of that. So Mm -hmm. some people would probably say, Oh, she deserved what she got for like, trusting the wrong person. But I think that that's not the case. I think it was the other person's fault. We don't know much about her, the guy that got her into this, right? He just kind of ended up leaving her. Like, we don't know why he ended up leaving her. It was for another woman, I guess, but I don't really know the details. Mm -hmm. Um, But no matter what, I think she ends up learning from it and becoming better for it. I really respect her for being able to get over that past hurt. And I have a lot of compassion for her. Um, from what happened to her in her past, what do you think, Liam?
2: Well, you used the word naive, yeah, which I think is so not only true, but I think it speaks to Hercules,
1: mm-hmm. where his
2: idea of the relationship is naive. Mm-hmm. And honestly, thinking about it right now, it almost seems as though Meg is looking at Hercules as a past self. Oh yeah, yeah. and that's probably why she pushes him off a little bit. Yeah, um, just because she sees who she was and wants to make sure
0: that there's not another one. Um, not right. Going and she also these. doesn't want to hurt him.
1: Yeah. I mean right? he
0: acts he acts like a little kid as he what, is the a little that kid. scene that scene after um their date when he's in the arena and he's like doing these loop-de-loops and stuff. And he he acts like he's on Cloud Nine and he's like a little kid um who's just experienced like Christmas. <laughs> he's so excited and overflowing so with love. And he's just he's just naive to like How someone could hurt him Because he's never experienced that before
1: It's true But moving on So here's a little quote Here from Mm -hmm. Meg This one is different He's honest and he's sweet And he would never do anything to hurt me And then we get please he's a guy Is Hades right here Are guys just players Now the the male Comment
0: on this (laughs) Go ahead, Liam. Show me what you got.
2: Honestly, I'm going to have to say that he's kind of right. 100%. <laughs> at least in today, by today's standards, he's 100% correct. Most guys are players, and that's just part of like guy cultures and the stigmas that we just mm-hmm. somehow have to get rid of it, and I don't know how to get rid of it. Um, and even just from a mythological standpoint, a lot of the demigods were you know, either Zeus or
0: Poseidon. Oh, Zeus.
2: Turning into animals yeah, they, and then going at it. <laughs> oh, so, they kinda yeah, they kind
0: of went around with this. Yeah.
2: In both contexts it, it matches up. Yeah. You know? What
0: is this? So I get where that's coming from. Um <laughs> I think guys have a strong reputation for being quote-unquote players, um, people who just want to have some fun, check some boxes off, and then move on to the next victim. Um, I get it. However, chivalry is not dead, and not all guys are like that. They can be just as Meg described, kind, honest, and sweet. Those qualities are not weak in men. Um, I'd argue that being that kind of person takes more strength than not being one Character based so
1: Yeah and Y'all I'm gonna reach. disagree With both <laughs> of you I'm gonna say There's hope in some men And Hercules Her- Hercules. I keep calling him Hercules
0: <laughs> Hercules
1: proves <laughs> it And you both are Beautiful men too So, uh,
0: so too don't kind, too kind.
1: There are definitely players out there though And I oh, will say sure. I definitely Give more props to guys who fight that Tendency because I feel like our culture Is very like It it very much just perpetuates that, Mm -hmm. so that's what that's why I appreciate guys who really fight past it harder. So either way, disagree just a little bit, even though there is sort of that that cultural aspect to it. But for sure.
0: All right. Next question: Could Phil have handled his reveal of Meg's fraud character better to Hercules?
2: Literally, it's so ex machina. He only hears the first half and (laughs) runs straight out. It's just like. like just Bro. wait. Just you know there's a conversation. Just wait a little bit, yeah. get the full information, then run back. Mm-hmm. Like uh, also what he like just so happened to fall, you know. But also yeah, like there's definitely an easier way to say it. Fair. You know the kid is fragile. You know <laughs>
0: he's, fragile. he's talking <laughs> the about kid it. Is
1: fragile. <laughs> like yeah. It's very I true. I mean, this is a Danny DeVito character, so he has to be somewhat of a nimwit at points. Um, I think Phil could have probably been less blunt, and you're right; he could have waited till he had more of the story behind him. But at the same time, he did tell Hercules, or he was trying to tell Hercules what he, he was, heard, and he was I was trying that to be
0: very, means,
1: yeah. The, the truth that he thought he had, he was mm-hmm. giving it to Hercules rather than hiding it. So I appreciate Correct. the fact that he was trying to be a true friend, but I do think he was a little rushed. And I also think, like, it's Phil. Like, he's a little rough around the edges when he gives this <laughs> kind of news anyway. But I will say, like, he was trying to be a good friend. Even yeah, as he does as at as first take continue.
0: the time to try and make that happen. He does... Yeah. He does Ease into it, but then he's like, All right, kid, you got to wake up. Like,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tries. Um, okay, moving on. Do you blame Hercules for making the selfish decision to choose Meg over people he could help? <laughs> Don't all jump at this question at once.
0: In which scene?
1: Well, that's my question. So,
0: correct. So I think what we're really talking about here is when. Um, he has to make the decision. Hades gives him the the question of if you give up your power for one day, your strength for one day, I will allow Meg to go free. Um, and he's like, I know people are going to get hurt, right? Like this, it's going to happen, right? There's going to be this bad things are going to happen. He's like, Well, what, what what's the worst that can happen? Um, so I mean, I, I kind of agree. Yeah, he he even said. Like I said, that there's going to be a war, isn't there? Like he knew something bad was going to happen. If mm. he truly, if he truly wanted to be a hero, that's not the way to do it. However, if I was the same in the same position as he, um, I might have made the same choice. I mean, you're picking someone that you're in love with and care about over people that you don't know and have no connection to. And I know that's not like the like ethical wise. <laughs> that's not their their correct answer. Um, like it's the same question of like would you choose one person versus like the 100 people that are barreling down a cliff like if you could if you could save one person versus a 100 like what would you do and i get that but <laughs>
1: he's i don't know his i hands. feel like <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: he's got stuff to say
0: <laughs> go ahead leo i got something
2: that's going to be a little controversial i'm going to say tell us Hercules did not care whatsoever about the other people, <gasps> and here's why. Oh, yeah. Um, as much as we love our hero, the whole reason why he's been helping people the whole time is to get himself into Olympus. True. It's it's not about, because think about, he tried to help people in the beginning. That's true. And they're like, we need a professional hero. The people don't care about him at all, as long as he's a mm-hmm. success. You know? why didn't and they only, and they only care about, about all? him when they need him. Exactly, and I think he recognizes that. So his quest is a little bit selfish, but like well founded. Mm -hmm. But also, like, of course, he's not going to please the people because they didn't believe in in the beginning, and they won't believe in him. You know, after if he fails or if he can't help Mm -hmm. them, you know. And I think at the end of the day, I think Meg kind of appreciates him. You know, in some weird, you know, kind of showoffish kind of way.
1: I'm not gonna lie; that's a hot take. I've never thought of the fact that you he's kind of doing this the whole time to fulfill yeah. his own destiny. Like, do you think that if he wasn't trying to get into Olympus that he would try to like help people as much? I don't know.
0: Selfish, I'm not sure. selfish ambition question <laughs> you right?
1: ruined my whole life liam you ruined it well
0: <laughs> i think he is i
2: think he genuinely has a good heart because he helped his own father out mm-hmm. yeah um and when they like threw the frisbee he'd like tried to catch it and he tried to fix things he wants things to be right but i don't think his natural instinct would have been to use his strength because he didn't think about that until he had a
0: quest bro yeah we're I also talking about just, someone who's just been again and again pushed away from society like from the beginning of time, like nobody wanted him except for his parents.
2: Um, He's too dangerous yeah. to
0: be around normal humans. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what they say to him. Yeah. Sad. <laughs> I know. All right. Moving forward. In response to Meg, quote, um, without your strength, you'll be killed, quote, um, Hercules replies, there are worse things. How can heartbreak and betrayal be worse than death?
1: Oh, what a freaking philosophical question, Devin, that you're throwing (laughs) at us. I mean, it depends what you believe. Some people would argue having a life worth living is more important than having a life, which could get even deeper. But I actually disagree. I don't think that heartbreak is worse than death. Um, I think there are still ways to rebuild yourself and your life to find love in different ways and find a life worth living, even if the the true love of your life isn't your number one priority um but i mean i'm also i don't know if that's necessarily what he's saying in this quote is it like, he looks I don't know, directly
0: at meg when he when he says it. Is this
1: after he finds out that she doesn't that she's working with hades yeah. is that what okay okay that's mm-hmm. what i was thinking this is when he's getting um, picked
0: on by the cyclops Right. He's getting thrown around like a beanbag. (laughs) But
1: he's still, hes my thing is, I don't think he's giving up in this moment. I think he's doing it to do all he can to try and help people. Like, he's not giving up. He's actually standing up and being courageous in the face of death because he doesn't have the powers that Mm -hmm. would usually walk him through it, Um, which I think is being the opposite of a coward. But what do you think, Leo? I feel
2: like this is one moment where Hercules actually flips to being Meg in the beginning. And I think that's very important for his character yep. arc. Mm-hmm. But Meg's, you know, sad, sadistic kind of, you know, like, you know, oh, all men are trash. You know, you don't understand the pain I've had to deal with in my life. To him being like, you know, oh, my life is a sham. You know, <laughs> I'm loved by everyone. But it's like so melodramatic. But we kind of need him to have that flip. So that he can rise from it, you know? It's like that Batman, why do we fall so we can learn how to climb back up or whatever? I don't know, that's a mm-hmm. terrible paraphrase. But like, <laughs> no. because he, I think he's human, you know, at, you know like he mm-hmm. wants to be a god, but always having that human quality that I think we can relate to is so important. Right. And I think the fact that he is, that, that one relationship with that one girl meant so much to him mm-hmm. that going from wanting to be immortal to not caring about death a such a dramatic turn
1: mm-hmm.
2: I think makes him human you know right. humanity is all not just about successes and about love it's about enduring pain and hardship and you know finding unity when there's yeah. isolation um, which is horrible but I think those little tiny glimmering glimmering moments like the the shining uh, teardrop Within a sea are really what makes life worth it, and I think Hercules through these moments is recognizing that.
1: Yeah, that was beautiful. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, But moving on to our next question: In pain, Meg states, "People always do crazy things when they're in love." Is she right? Yes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Short short answer. Short answer. Yes. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Anything else, Dad?
2: Yeah, I think absolutely because people will do anything from like drive seven hours to see someone true uh to you'll see like <laughs> if someone's <laughs> like in the military you'll see like 58 days so i see you again mm-hmm. or whatever Aww. you know just like things like that or like the amount of hours that people put on like instagram collages on their story oh my gosh you know i know you spent three hours on that i can tell because it has like all these crazy filters you know that's That's pretty crazy. There's so many other things you could do with your time, (laughs) one person, you know, think about the books you could write and all the time that you would do, you know, not shopping for six hours for the perfect Christmas gift, Mm -hmm. you know, there's some bit of love that, you know, hasn't that. And I think love means different things, you know, you can love a dog and, you know, take him on a walk every day, you know, and that's, and for someone who doesn't like walking, I'll do that for my dog, Yeah. you know, and that's, that's love. (laughs) And that's pretty crazy. (laughs)
1: Devin, cool. <laughs> you got anything to add?
0: Yeah, so like like we said, the short answer, yes. Um, time and time again, love is the cause of many, let's just say interesting situations. Um, yep. It makes us think crazy ways and do crazy things. Um, we put our lives at stake for those we love. We decide to go out of our way to help someone we love. The list goes on and on. I mean, Meg jumped in front of a falling pillar. If that's not love, we need Bruno Mars in here to tell us what yeah, do for love. Bruno
1: Mars. <laughs> do we have to bring Bruno Mars into
0: it? Uh, his uh. grenade song. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't even.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, with that, let's move on. Mm. Um, so how does Hercules become a true hero when he rescues Meg? And what does this say about true love?
1: Well, I think he gives of himself. I think you're kind of thinking about it from what Liam was saying before, kind of just what he was doing was to become the Olympian. I think that when, he's, when he jumps into that pit, that's not his purpose. When he does that, it's for true love. He's sacrificing himself for that. Um, in some ways, it may not be the healthiest thing. Thing when he's jumping in there because he wants to save Meg's life but I ultimately don't think it's in a selfish way that he's jumping in there totally I don't think it's just I want to save Meg so she can be mine it's more of a I want to save Meg because I love her and I want her to live and it's just like a, a beautiful moment um, but yeah that's all I have Liam what about you?
2: I think because the pool deages ages you he's also recognizing the fact that if he if he fails, he's dead. Mm-hmm. But even if he succeeds, he's still not going to come out with the same strength. He's going to lose his years. Mm-hmm. And that it's not just trying to save her life. It's also sacrificing his dreams and sacrificing his, his life in terms of like time. Um, and I think just like the the way he does it without thinking. Yeah. There's not a single pause and it's, you know, this is what I have to do. You know, he's not thinking about anything else besides doing what he thinks is right in the moment. Um, And I think it's because it's the the sacrifice for a sacrifice. You know, she was willing to, uh, you know, risk her life for him. So he has to Mm -hmm. do the same for her. And it's that kind Mm -hmm. of like, you know, balance of that. that I think it's just kind
0: of beautiful.
1: It is beautiful. Devin, you have anything to add before we move (laughs) on? Yes.
0: No, you guys were perfect on (laughs) that one.
1: Okay, good. All right. So next question. Is it fair for Hercules to have to choose between his dream and his love? (laughs) The (laughs) ultimate question.
0: I know. This is one of the most heartbreaking moments of the movie. Hercules finally achieves his goal of being a god. Yes, Liam.
2: Literally there's no sequel. He could totally just redeem himself again. That is yep. true. like whatever. Let's make a sequel. Let's, Let's do it. Let's do it. it. On a, but like that's it that's the thing. Like but you know, he says though like uh, a h a, a thousand lifetimes or something without you would not be worth it. Yeah. I think was... he recognizes that he'd be kinda bored. <laughs> <you know? laughs> he'd
1: be bored. I love that.
2: Imagine living, you know you know, an eternity with like Zeus and like all their quirks. Like, all the Greek gods are really quirky, you know? Like, that's that's gonna, That's fun if you're a writer. And in you know? not the Disney
0: realm. If, and not the Disney realm. They were just, like, terrible, terrible people. So. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, you know, like Narcissus, who was obsessed with himself, mm-hmm. you know? You want to be, you know, spending all eternity with that guy? Heck <laughs> no. You know, I think he made the right decision. <laughs> Plus, he gets to hang out with Danny DeVito more. I take yeah, that out. Very true. Man,
1: very all true. day long. All day long. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Devin, ask us. Ask us. Ask
0: us. Ask us the question. Yes. All right. Uh, before we move on, though, I will I will mention that oh. he does he does say at the very end that he does find out where he truly belongs, and that is in Meg's arms. Um, oh. And he he realizes that he'd be empty without her in his life. So I will I will before we close that question, I will say that like he does find out where he truly belongs, and that isn't in Mount Olympus; it's in Meg. That he hey. finds himself again. Hey. <laughs> um, but yes, I will ask you guys the question. Do it. Do we ship it?
1: Yes, I do. Okay, (laughs) that was a little, okay. Well, what about you, Devin? Do you ship it? Of course. Okay, good. Good, good, good. I ship it. Because I freaking love Meg. She is sassy. I freaking love Hercules. As he's finding himself, he learns things about himself. Um, At one point, he's kind of a jerk when he's finding out fame. But then he redeems himself when he saves Meg. And it's just like a beautiful story with a lot of really important plot points. And a lot of really great characters. Shout out to Phil because he's the man. Um, And I just, I ship the movie. I ship the couple. This is one of those rare ones where I don't have any any really negative things to say, Devin. So what about you guys? Why do you ship it? I
2: think because, you know, the relationship took so long to form and we wanted it for so long in the movie. (laughs) And every time they tease us about it, you know, and just like Meg's like, you know, like, I don't know about this to just finally getting it and finally them, you know, picking the right thing. It made it so much more like worth it. You know, it's like it has the chorus line, kick line effect where you have to, you, you you march up to the front and you don't kick. And then you go back and then you march up to the front and then you don't kick. So, but when you finally, on the third time, when they kick in a chorus line, you're like, yes! <laughs> you know, because they've like, you know, kind of teased you about it. Mm-hmm. And that's like kind of that, that play on expectation and anticipation that, you know, just makes it very satisfying. And I think as a couple, you know, because they have different things to attribute, the fact that Hercules is like, uh, strong of the, the body, and Meg is like super strong of the mind and knows what she wants. Yes, the, they're super compatible, mm-hmm. you know. Amen. Um, plus, they're probably gonna have some pretty cute kids, not gonna Definitely lie, cute. for
0: real, though. All right, this movie is so underrated, and I absolutely <laughs> yeah, love it 100%. Meg is so spunky and so out of the box for a Disney princess that I just love it. Um, also, a huge shout out to those muses. They are fire. The
1: best part of the movie, honestly.
0: Honestly, they are so underrated as narrators of Disney realm, but they are amazing.
2: <laughs> I really like that a lot of this film is like a tribute to Ellen Menken's work with Howard Ashman, um, who if you don't know is that he was a lyricist for Little Shop of Horrors. Mm-hmm. Um, he did lyrics for Little Mermaid and Beauty and the Beast, even Beauty and the Beast is in memoriam to him, uh, the person wow. who gave the mermaid her voice and the beast his soul. Um, but he was dying of uh, HIV, AIDS, uh, uh, com- complications, um, so much so that he was writing Prince Ali on his deathbed. Oh, wow. Um, and he didn't even get to write A Whole New World, that was Tim Rice. Um, but you see like in this, you know, the muses kind of have the vibe of the, um, the, the urchins from Little Shop of Hearts, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, this, uh, this gospel style of music to yeah. revive the story that would be otherwise, you know, kind of boring or strange, you know, um, to even Zero to Hero comes from, um, uh, uh, Don't Go to Show You Never Know, um, where they go, um. Uh, who'd have thunk he was number zero? Who'd have thunk he become a hero? It's literally like the same darn thing, zero to hero. Right. Um. So like that little like you know him trying to pay homage a little bit to like his one of his close friends that he learned so much about. I think it's just such a sweet, you know, little tie in awesome. from at least Alan Menken's point of view of writing for Disney.
1: That's mm-hmm. so nice. I didn't know that. Beautiful. Thank you for telling us that. Oh my gosh! But we do ship it. We went the distance. Thank you so much, Liam, for joining us. We just loved your take on Hercules. It was a pleasure. Oh, it was great. Claps for Liam. (laughs) Devin's like, no.
0: (laughs) No, absolutely. (laughs) Love it. And now, drum roll, please. It's the next episode release time.
1: Yes. And speaking of which, we were talking a little bit about the music of this one before, Mm -hmm. but we're going to be talking about Aladdin and Jasmine next show. Oh, my gosh. We can show you the world, man. And I am ready for this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please. If you're interested in joining, if you're passionate about a particular couple, we would love for you to join us um, if you'd like to send it in a comment, just let us know your thoughts or join as a guest. Email us at we ship it podcast at gmail.com or find our website.
1: Yep. And we're also on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Follow us and let us know what you think. Please rate and review if you're enjoying the podcast, as all the podcasters will say. Um, we love you guys so much and we want to be engaging with you. So feel free to email or reach out on social. We ship you all. And for now, we won't say we're in love. Actually, we are with all of you. (laughs) So see you next time, shippers.
0: Yes, thank you guys.